When on the hunt for a new apartment, we obviously all have things that are kind of non-negotiables for us. I would say for me, top of that list is probably natural light. Just because I know myself, I know I'm more productive throughout the day. I'm honestly just happier throughout the day when I'm getting a lot of natural light. And it's important to know what you want and then really to be able to get that. You know, this is your space that you're living in. So apartments.com has helped millions of renters find their perfect place with powerful search tools to help find a rental listing that checks all your specific unique boxes. So first of all, they have 3D virtual tours. So when you can't be there in person, you can take a tour of your possible future home, which is huge because it's one thing for someone to send you photos or to tell you about it, but really to be able to do kind of a virtual walkthrough to me is huge. Also, apartments.com has the most pet-friendly rental listings on the internet, and they have amenity filters, so you can make sure your possible future home has all the amenities you need, whether that's in-unit washer-dryer, air conditioning, dishwasher, balcony. For me, in my next place, in-unit washer-dryer is like hands down, very, very high. So visit apartments.com, the place to find a place. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And welcome to our first episode of 2024. Hey, Jewel. Hi, Em. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, kiddo. It's one of those things because we normally take off this week every year in between Christmas and New Year's. And I swear to God, every time we come back on, I forget how to do this as if we haven't done it for the last five years. I think also a part of it is we really allowed ourselves to take this week off. I couldn't tell you one fucking thing that's been going on. I got bad news. Um, I know we it's not it as much. <laughs> I really, you know, I had this moment where I was hoping like, okay, we are actually doing the thing that we always say we're going to do and never actually do, which is totally disconnect. Like I would say to the best of our ability, we really did that. And I was hoping to come back and it just be stacked and like, It is just not at the moment. I will say that when we were doing our 2023 recap episode, we said to each other, there were a lot of times throughout the course of the year where we felt there were lulls in our pop culture news stories. And then upon review, we had one hell of a year. Like there was a lot of really incredible news stories and incredible celebrity moments that we had throughout the course of the year. And I just have to tell you how excited I am to see what's going to happen this year. Also, I got to tell you, I never have more fun than when we're recording those episodes. That is always one of the highlights of my year is doing those giant recap episodes because it really takes you back. I mean, because it's one thing to be taken back and go through that journey all over again. It's another thing to forget that half of those things even happened in the first place and be pleasantly reminded of them throughout the course of a podcast episode. Yes, you really go through the different emotions. Also, just to circle back on a conversation that we were having a little bit of on the year in review episode, I do just want to say, if the new year brought any of those feelings we had discussed of you know, just freaking out a little because the new year makes you realize, wow, an entire year has passed. And I think with that can come a lot of reflection. Just want to let you know, number one, as I said, you are not alone. And second of all, we as a collective, we are going to make this year our bitch. Your mouth to God's ears, kid. I mean, listen, I have to say so far, we're off to an excellent start and we are nothing if not consistent, which is bringing in the new year, absolutely tripping in Florida together in pajamas with my dad. And you couldn't ask for anything more. And on top of that, Andy and Anderson got to drink again. It's like, you know, nature is really healing. Truly as God intended. That, I have to tell you, that one moment between the two of them and Neil Patrick Harris took me out. Killing me. Who do you think America would be more excited about getting together? Anderson and Andy or Mindy Kaling and BJ Novak? That is an excellent question. I honestly feel kind of conflicted because... 
I don't feel comfortable answering for America. I don't know what everyone else is thinking. I can only speak for myself. And I know I am very biased in that for me, it's Andy and Anderson any day of the week, even though I know that would never happen. Whereas like, I think your average person would probably be more excited by Mindy and BJ. But for me, all bets off, I'm going to Andy Anderson. Okay. So for me, it's Andy and Anderson also. And I will say for moms, it is certainly Andy and Anderson as I don't know if this is something that other people relate to, but when I tell you my mom is distraught over the fact that they are not together, like that is an understatement. On the other side, I feel like we really have the unique knowledge of the way that people react to Mindy and BJ. And specifically when they comment on each other's posts, their comment section, when they post together our comment section, when they're commenting and we post that, like people go fucking crazy for them. And like even the slightest idea that those two could get back together is like, it keeps people going. And so I, I agree with you. I think my answer is Andy and Anderson, but I actually like call me crazy. Think that America, if I was answering for them would be Mindy and BJ. No, I agree with you. I think that's technically the correct answer for sure. Especially because there's just no world in which Andy and Anderson end up together. It's just, that is purely a friendship. I think the other piece of it is that you know, they do a lot together televised, meaning they go on the AC squared tour together. They're constantly hosting with one another. Of course, New Year's, they're on each other's shows. And so we get to see so many of their interactions and that from like the public perspective, it's so much fun because that curtain has been lifted back. Whereas with Mindy and BJ, obviously everyone knows how close they are, but they're not posting their hangs in the way that Andy and Anderson are, you know? Yeah. I also think there's something about Anderson, who we view as being so serious and then seeing the like persona that he, I don't want to say takes on when he's with Andy, but like allows to shine through when he's with Andy. And I find that to be something that I am so drawn to in a way where I'm like, oh, not you guys bringing out your playful side in each other. Oh, that's, that's my favorite piece. It's because first of all, Andy is very disarming to him. And in Andy's presence, he just allows himself to get a little bit in touch with that goofy side, which I have to imagine is very freeing for him, given that 364 days of the week, he does present as this very kind of serious person. And he is a far more serious person in nature than Andy is, but he kind of lets his hair down. And he was uncontrollably laughing. Like specifically, I think it was when... When John was in that cat cafe, he lost it. I mean, can you blame him? No. And also something that's really nice about how long the New Year's Eve coverage is, is that you kind of just have it on in the background and you pop in, pop out whenever you want. It's not like it's a dedicated watching event. So we were having casual conversation. Then all of a sudden you look up and David Blaine is, you know, putting out fire with his mouth. And then all of a sudden it's a conversation starter. I mean, M. He literally guessed a card and then spit out kerosene. And then the, first of all, the water is before the kerosene. So he drank a whole thing of water. Then he drank kerosene. Then he spit on fire with the kerosene, guessed our card, and then regurgitated the previous water. I'll tell you one thing. I thought my dad was going to fucking lose it. <laughs> my dad's sitting like POV or me and Julie sitting with my dad. He's like, this David playing guy, he's fucking ridiculous. He's spin water out. Where did he get that water from? Where did he get all that water from? It's a fire hose all of a sudden. He drank it. <laughs> no, can I tell you what's the most impressive part about David Blaine? Mm-hmm. Is like one minute ago, I was about to say to you, I have to be honest, staying up till midnight was the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. And then 
before I could say that you brought David Blaine into the equation, who literally like spat up water from like holding it in his esophagus. Like I was like, Oh, I guess like me staying up till midnight. not that impressive anymore. No, I know he is a very impressive person. And I also have to tell you the weirdest thing. I like kind of think he's hot. Is that strange? Um, <laughs> uh, want to get a third opinion? Isabel's over, over there in the living room. Isabel, do you think David Blaine is hot? I probably would kick him out of bed. He's I'm so scared of, of a kick, like a, a forceful kick. <laughs> what is this episode? <laughs> no guys, you just got, you got to give us a little grace. We do. We forget how to do this our first time back. It's, you know, for me, it's three episode, a three episode lapse. That's a lot. Yeah. We're going to see what happens here. Okay, so if you've been listening to the podcast for a while now, there are two things you probably know about me. The first is that I am a diehard OG Skims fan. Like there have literally been times where we've had to pause a recording because a certain product dropped that I needed to buy. And second of all, you know, historically, I kind of just never wear a bra. So what we're talking about here is kind of merging those two things. Because listen, I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm never gonna be a daily bra wearer. It's just not in the cars for me, never has been, never will be. However, there's recently been more events that I've kind of had a lot of weddings and just there's sometimes you got to wear a bra. And when I tell you Skims is changing the game for me because that same comfort that I talk about with the underwear or the loungewear, they did that with the bras. And recently in the past month, I've worn the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra and the No Show Balconette bra. I had to wear that one to a wedding under a dress. And like, it was the first time in my life where number one, I wasn't miserable. And second of all, I didn't come home and just like immediately want to take it off, which I'm telling you, it was a foreign concept for me. They're just so comfortable. It's like, I really felt like I was wearing nothing. I'm, I'm such a fan of everything that they make. So I guess it makes total sense that I love the bras, but like, I'm telling you, you will have the same experience. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. Definitely do that. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract, and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life, so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. The first thing we have to get into, which obviously we were off when this happened, but you know, damn well, we're not going to start the year without discussing this, is the annual Kardashian-Jenner Christmas party this year held at Kim Kardashian's home, which transformed itself into a Calabasas winter wonderland. And they always got Kardashian money this year. They had Coca-Cola money, which I'm not saying elevated it to another level because I think that we have certainly seen this type of extravagance, but 
it was very much on par with exactly as over the top as you would expect. What do you think of the Coca-Cola Spawn Con? I would say in almost any other circumstance, I probably wouldn't have been down for this. And I'm all for getting it paid for if you can get it paid for. I just think typically, once you're at a certain level, like once you're at a Kardashian level, you don't need to have your parties be sponsored in this type of a way. However, the fact that it was Coca-Cola, who we've known for a very long time they've been working with, even though it hasn't been a formal sponsorship, it's always just been something that's kind of common knowledge. Like there is going to be Coca-Cola product placement in various situations and we all just know something's going on there. And the fact that it was just one single sponsor, like it really stuck out for me. It was on Housewives, I think it was Erin's party, when the women were talking about how on her invitation, she had all of the different vendors. And like, I get how that can be a little bit unappealing when you are at, you know, a Kardashian type level. So if every single station was sponsored, I would have said, all right, that's not what we're here for. But This to me, I felt like it was very chic and very on brand. And I didn't feel that it was so in your face to the point that it was unenjoyable. That's how I felt. Like it it did not bother me in the slightest. It was the kind of thing where it was like, yeah, if you can get it paid for, get it paid for. Like, you know, it's like, why, why wouldn't you? But I also thought that the way that they did it, the custom glass bottles, the, you know, Coca-Cola sledding house. Like it was done in a very subtle and chic way. And when something is done well, I'm, I just feel like I'm never going to be bothered by it. Well, that's the other thing. It was a seamless integration. And by the way, if we spend so much time here talking about Kris Jenner as this business mastermind, like, yeah, you think this is the one time she's going to let them pay for something they don't need to pay for? No, I'm sure Coca-Cola came to them, said here, million dollar budget, whatever it is, you know, go crazy. And what they have to do in return, put some ridiculously beautiful little glass bottles with their name on it and like a sledding wall. I always find it really funny when people have this very strong reaction to the Kardashians doing sponsored content or sponsored events, because it's like, how do you guys think we got here in the first place? Like, who do you think we're dealing with? Right. It's very much their bread and butter. Well, I was thinking about when Kim threw the party in 2018 and it was Kanye that was getting a little carried away with it. And Kim reeled him in and was like, listen, we're not spending a million dollars on one night, one party. Like we have to, we have to have some sort of a budget here and seeing the Coca-Cola sponsorship just kind of reminded me of that because I feel like it was the first time that we were cued into like any sort of, I guess, logic and budget being applied to these parties. And when we saw the Coca-Cola stuff, I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's very reminiscent of Kim Reel and Kanye in. Well, because your average person, you look at an event like that and the level of extravagance is so overwhelming that the idea of a budget almost sounds laughable. You then have to transport to that reality of like, wait, there can be a budget. It's just maybe $650,000. You know, like it's a relative term and to whatever that means for Kim, there was something there. But yes, it makes so much sense that Kris Jenner is Kris Jennering, aka getting this entire thing paid for and not having any of the prestige of it suffer in the process. Exactly. Do you want to talk about Timmy being there? I mean, I knew it though. Cause that one video that Kylie posted, that voice, it, I wasn't sure it was him, but I was really thinking. And then you got that background of someone's Insta story, which again, as we always say, the most important thing to do on the night of the Kardashian Christmas party is make sure that you're following anyone even remotely Kardashian adjacent. We're talking the glam team. We're talking Landon and Alabama's friends, like really immersing yourself in the world entirely. And lo and behold, we got Timothy Chalamet in the background. Wait, one thing I want to say before we get into Timmy is that TikTok has been such a game changer in that specific regard in terms of like 
you don't actually have to follow. I mean, you should, if you're interested in it, because that's the best content you're going to get and you're going to get so much of it. But if you're following all of these people who are adjacent just for the chance, like pick up on some small, tiny detail, TikTok really took that job over for us. Like if there is something at a Kardashian party, at any party where it's like, there is somebody in the background that either isn't supposed to be there or it's a new story that they are there. Like TikTok will find that and pick it up and it will be everywhere. Like you will not miss out on that detail anymore in a way that you used to. And also it makes you feel so supported in your quest because even if they have not yet arrived at an answer, people are looking. You're not the only one whose ears perked up at a specific voice. And just to see the level of people and that interest, there is seriously a camaraderie there. Right. And I feel like specifically for us, the Kardashian Christmas party is one of the main nights of the year where we feel that camaraderie because specifically for our Kardashian fans, like the people who are really in it with us, like we are all flipping over that content together. And it also makes you feel really supported on your quest because even if the answer has not yet been arrived at, you know, there are people that are really looking and that are looking significantly harder than you are. And I know that I'm going to come back to TikTok an hour or so later and they will have done the heavy lifting. And you know something, I can really appreciate that type of a business model. It makes me feel so seen. And also, I'm sorry, going back to the Timmy of it all, like I had said to you before the night even started, I wonder if Timmy is going to be there. But then when I saw that Kylie was getting ready with Stormy, I was like, oh, maybe not. Like, you know, it's it's a very big deal to have Timmy around the kids. Like, it's a very big deal to introduce your new boyfriend to your kids and have them be at the same event, especially on Christmas. So there was a part of me that was like, oh, if he's not there, like I, I really would not be surprised in the slightest. And then when I saw that background shot of him, I was like, wow, like Timothy Chalamet is at the Kardashian Christmas party with Kylie Jenner as his girlfriend. Like that is fucking nuts. I mean, to me, that feels like a really big deal. Not because this is the first time that Timothy is meeting the family. I mean, there's no worlds in which it is, but more so because this isn't an intimate family event. There's a lot of people here and different, but kind of similar to Michael Rubin's white party in that phones aren't off limits. It's not a Dave Chappelle show. They're not locking your phones away. There's a lot of content from a lot of different angles and you may be in the background. Like you as Kylie, you as Timothy, you as Blue Ivy, who also was there, like- And Kylie has to, on some level, be okay with that. And so to me, that's the bigger deal. By the way, it's one thing for Kylie to be okay with it. It's another thing for Timmy to be okay with it. Oh, I think he's okay with anything she says. I think he is taken by her. I I really feel that way. Meaning like, I just think he is mesmerized with the entire operation. Because you have to understand, he's really fucking famous. Like this is an A-list actor, no doubt about it. Specifically at this moment, he's really doing something. But the way they tackle fame is so opposite. Like Timothy still walks around Manhattan, no security, headphones in. You know, if you didn't know, you really wouldn't know. And that level of quote normalcy is something that Kylie has not been in touch with in so many years. And it's different than Pete and Kim. Because I remember, you know, at the time, of course, they were dating like him taking her to thrifty to get dibs was the biggest deal in the world because it was the simple things. It's not to that extent with Timothy, but I do think there's probably a piece of him that can't believe Kylie's entire operation. I think anybody would be mesmerized by it. I think that's why I have such a hard time when it comes to trying to figure out the way that I see their relationship and 
when I consistently say like, I can't believe they exist in the same universe, it's because I can see Timothy being completely mesmerized by the Kardashian-Jenner operation. Like I just can't fathom the reality that he is so happy to be in it. That's what I'm having such a difficult time with. And I mean, but by the way, like seeing him at the Christmas party and there was that one shot of him in the background. This is not a situation where people were all over taking a million photos of them, blasting the fact that he was there. It was not that at all. But to see him like immerse himself in it in this way, like, I don't know. I I have a million thoughts. I have a million things to say. Like, I just think it's kind of crazy. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just significantly more of a relationship than we kind of thought in the beginning and and it's clearly headed in that direction. I think that he is able to do it in a way that he's still comfortable with. Yeah. I mean, he he must be because I don't think it would be going on for as long as it's going on if he hadn't, you know, balanced that yet. Although as they become more of a couple and they become more public, the ability to do that kind of goes away. And so I guess it's the question of like, is he going to try and hold on to that for as long as possible? Is he coming to terms with the fact that, you know, as they get more serious and more public, the dynamic of, of their fame and their relationship is going to change a little, or is that going to be a point where once it does that, he's like, I actually don't feel like, I don't feel I can handle it in the same way. I don't know. It's like, I, there's just a million questions there. And I also think that when I think about comparing it to Kim and Pete, which you kind of can't help but do because it does feel somewhat similar. It's like the way that I always felt about Kim and Pete was Kim craved the simplicity that Pete gave her, but Pete also was no stranger to fame and did not hide from it. Like he liked the fame that Kim provided him. And so it was such a mutually beneficial relationship in that way. When it comes to Kylie and Timothy, the reason that I feel like I'm having a hard time with it is because I feel like Timothy is exactly happy with his level of fame and is not craving anything beyond what he has. He's also not craving less than what he has, by the way. I don't think Kylie craves the simplicity that Kim craves though. So many things that I want to respond to that. Okay. I agree. However, I think Timothy and Pete, while Yes, of course, there's a natural comparison that arises based on just on paper similarities. They are very, very different people. Timothy, I would say, is significantly more kind of sophisticated than Pete. Do, do, would you not agree with that? Definitely, yeah. And that's not a knock at Pete by any means. I just think they are very, very different in terms of their interests, in terms of their passions, and in so many different ways, and obviously both very dedicated to their own individual crafts. But I don't view Timothy in terms of what he would provide to Kylie in the way that I viewed what Pete would provide to Kim. Of course, you know, this also comes off of Kim coming off of Connie and so deeply craving, you know, someone like a Pete. However, just in terms of the Kim and Kylie of it all, the point that I was going to make is that if you're comparing all of the sisters, I think the person that is the hardest to date, if you really do want to stay out of it as much as possible, is factually Kim, specifically because of the show, in that Kylie doesn't feel the responsibility to the audience to show Timothy. They could be three years down the line. They could be doing a scene with Kylie about what's going on in her life. And first of all, if she even mentioned it, I think that would be a thing. But second of all, she would have no problem looking dead in the camera and saying, yeah, I have a significant relationship going on and I don't want to share it. Maybe she would name drop him. Maybe she wouldn't. I don't feel that Kim at this point in the show 
would want to approach it like that. I think that she feels a completely different sense of creative ownership and like almost this really interesting tie to the show in a way that maybe only Chloe does. And so in that regard, I think it's a whole other ball game, even though they're probably equally as famous. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, listen, the way that Kim and Kylie feel about fame is also different. I mean, they have very similar levels of fame, but the way that they interact with fame is by no means the same. Kim is not just because of the show. Kim is just down to show her life and allow the public in on it in a way that feels very second nature to her. And Kylie, having grown up differently with fame, almost having it a little bit more forced upon her, has kind of had to cultivate her relationship with fame and navigate what feels natural to her. What is she doing because she's done it her whole life that way? What is she doing because she doesn't want to make the same mistakes as her sister or sees things that her sisters have done and and considers those mistakes where Kim cultivated her relationship with fame entirely on her own terms. And so what she does in a relationship with that is always going to be different than her sisters. And honestly is always going to be different than other celebrities because the idea of the public having some sort of a opinion or some sort of a role or some sort of a say, it doesn't scare Kim. Like she kind of invites that in. Whereas you see Kylie and kind of the other members of the family too, definitely Kendall kind of struggle with, with that balance and what that then looks like. It's not inherent for them to, to figure it out. It's something that they have to navigate. Yeah. I actually think for Kim, a lack of public opinion around whatever it was that she was doing would probably be very jarring. Like I always view it as just this third party that exists somewhere in her mind when she's doing anything, you know, like I think she feels kind of indebted to the public opinion because that level of talk about her good, bad, ugly, phenomenal, terrible, whatever it is, it really is the old school, like any PR is good PR. Kim really internalized that motto early on. And there's a piece of her that still operates like that. Of course, now in a more refined way, but it's, it's, it's very much a huge piece of her. And she would say it. She feeds off of it. You can tell like there's just, there's, there's something comforting about the fact that no matter what she's doing, people are going to be talking about it. And I think that her biggest concern isn't people saying negative things. It's people not saying anything where I think a lot of people would so welcome the break from the internet and the break from the opinions where their dream is for people to say nothing. That is not Kim. No. And she's the first one to tell you that. Also, just on an unrelated note, who was your best dressed of the sisters? Kendall. I think it was Kendall for me too. I mean, Chloe looked insane, but I'm going Kendall. Kendall, like, just fuck me up. Also, I guess I'm two for two with Kendall because that was my wrapping paper choice. True. She really came out swinging this year. No, she did. I just feel like specifically for us, when we're choosing a top Kardashian moment, whatever it is, it's rare that it's going to come from Kendall. And this is a two for two. My girl does an aesthetic well, I'll tell you that much. If I'm going to be honest with you, you know how I feel about Kris Jenner. The woman can do no wrong, but I wasn't going crazy over that wrapping paper. And honestly, Courtney and Travis, nothing to write home about. No. The green ribbon on Courtney and Travis was just, it wasn't appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) To me, Kendall and Kylie were the wrapping paper winners. It's, you know, fun, festive, a little different. We love to see that. I couldn't agree with you more. And I also have to say, while we're ranking things, you know that Timmy wasn't even like the top spot for surprise guest. You're talking Blue Ivy? What was Blue Ivy doing there? I'm telling you, it's that Corey Gamble, Jay-Z connection. 
When I saw Blue Ivy there, I couldn't believe my eyes. And I'm so curious who she came with. Like, I'm so curious if everybody was there, if if just Tina came because of her relationship with Chris and Blue Ivy came with her, if Blue and North have their own relationship. Like, I have a lot of questions about Blue Ivy's presence at the Christmas party. I can't lie to you. A lot of talent in one room. That is an overwhelming place to be. That's like one of those, you don't know where to look first. And also I have to tell you, there was the version of myself that was interested in Kim and Paris's relationship prior to watching Paris in Love. In my post-Paris in Love era, it is so interesting to me watching them interact because I understand now more than ever how polar opposite they are in almost every single way. And it's just so fitting that like the big publicized thing they do together every year is sled down Kim's fake snow mountain at her Christmas party in Paris posted with the caption sliving. Like to me, yes, slivmas is exactly the level of of depth in their friendship that I I feel. And that said not critically because obviously there's a certain level of depth that comes from just the extent of their experiences together. But in this current version of their friendship, the 2023 version, that snow mountain in Calabasas is exactly where it's meant to be. It is a prop and they need some props. You know, it's so funny to think about their friendship because you're a hundred percent right. Like I think in this current iteration of life, I think they talk about parenting. I think Kim gives her a lot of advice. I think that they certainly have things to talk about, but is there a ton of depth to that relationship? Uh, No. However, I think that they have such a complete, unique understanding of the other that nobody else has. Like, I think that the depth of their relationship is entirely unsaid. And that is the aspect of their friendship that's probably deeper than anything that they're actually talking about. Totally, totally. That's why I'm saying like, there's a lot that exists there on a heart level, but when it comes to the actual conversation, I think they are both so glad to have that snow mountain to slide down. Aren't we all? Who's going to be mad at that? Can I tell you my favorite video of, or piece of, of content from the whole night? That video where Chloe is walking in with True and Tatum and Saint runs over and gives Tatum a hug and a kiss. Like I was actually like melting. It's so sweet. I know they have such a close relationship. Honestly, those kids are growing up like siblings. Yeah. I mean, no no one as much as true in dream, but really all of them. It's so special. It's so special. This is a good night. We got a lot of content. We got a lot of dripping in diamonds. And as far as I'm concerned, keep the Coca-Cola sponsorship because no harm, no foul. Okay, so imagine these softest sheets you've ever felt, and now imagine them getting even softer with every wash. I've told you guys about this company before, but I'm going to tell you again, and I'm honestly not going to stop telling you because they are the best sheets on the market. In a recent customer survey, 96% said that Bowlin brand sheets get softer with every wash, which I didn't take that survey, but if I did, I would have been in the 96% because I am telling you, it's like you've tried them at first and you can't believe that they could get softer and then they just continually do. A lot of things I like about this company. First of all, they're made with the rarest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. Second of all, they're buttery soft, but also breathable. So they kind of work in any season. They have over 11,000 reviews, 30 night worry-free guarantee. So you can wash style and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. Their signature sheets come in 13 versatile colors in all sizes. So from twin up to California King, I have them in the color stone. I have the color mineral. I have waffle blanket. Like I got a lot of things from this company and everything is just quality. I so badly need you to try them so that you can understand what I mean. I'm telling you, I've gotten these as gifts for so many people and everyone I know is hooked. 
Sleep better at night with the softest sheets from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your first order when you use promo code CBC at BowlandBranch.com. That's Bowl & Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com, promo code is CBC. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Let's talk about something near and dear to our hearts, our furry companions. Life is full of unexpected twists, just like the ones we love to uncover about our favorite celebs. But sometimes those twists involve our four-legged friends. Imagine navigating the unpredictable world of pet parenthood, where every day is a new adventure. Our partner, Spot Pet Insurance, wants to share a message to help make sure you're prepared for any unexpected curveballs, whether it's a sudden illness or an unplanned trip to the vet. Spot Pet Insurance can be your secret weapon against the unexpected. With Spot, you can get up to 90% cash back on eligible vet bills, helping you with those surprising expenses that seem to pop up when you least expect them. But wait, there's more. Spot Pet Insurance plans go beyond just offering coverage for accidents and illnesses. You can enhance your plan with their preventive care benefit ensuring that routine wellness, vaccines, and more can be covered too. Head over to spotpet.com today to get a quote instantly. Trust us, it's the easiest thing you'll do to help secure the well-being of your dog or cat. Visit www.spotpet.com today. Paid ad from Spot Pet Insurance. Waiting periods, annual deductible, coinsurance, benefit limits, and exclusions may apply. For all terms, visit spotpetins.com slash sample hyphen policy. Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. So obviously this didn't come as a surprise because based on the way the year had been going, I think we all kind of expected that Taylor and Travis were going to spend the holidays together. But I am thrilled to report that our suspicions were correct. Both Christmas and New Year's, she was at the Christmas Day game along with her brother and her parents. And then again at the New Year's Eve game, and then later on at a New Year's Eve party in Kansas City, they were spotted kissing at midnight. And this is exactly what I would classify as an overwhelmingly positive lead-in to 2024. The idea of Taylor Swift being at a Kansas City New Year's Eve party, I'm sorry, none of those words are in the Bible. I know. And that is what I find, for lack of a better word, so fucking beautiful about this. It's like, I think Taylor Swift is thrilled to be in Kansas City at a relatively normal party kissing this gorgeous 6'5 man at midnight. Like, yes, that is exactly where I think she wants to be, especially after the, you know, secrecy of those five years. Should should we have been in Kansas City? It's not sounding too bad. I mean, well, <laughs> let, let, let me be clear. There's nowhere else I'd rather be on New Year's. However, what, you're trying to hit up Kansas City at a, at a different time? Okay. It's just one of those things where it's like, Am I trying to hit up Kansas City? Not particularly. Is it working for Taylor Swift in a way that feels somewhat enticing to either like go to Kansas City or a place like? I, I don't I don't know. It just like I, I just feel like if I'm Taylor Swift and I am 10 years old in Pennsylvania, I'm not famous. I then no one knows who I am yet. Like the world is at my fingertips, but I'm just a kid growing up in Pennsylvania. Like there is no part of me that thinks that I am ever, ever birth to death celebrating a new year's in Kansas city. And so I just feel like life comes at you really fast. And one day you're just a girl from Pennsylvania. And the next day you're the biggest pop star in the world in Kansas city. So it's like, if Taylor Swift is in Kansas city, like maybe we should be going to like Omaha. I was about to say, all right, twist my arm and take me to Nebraska. Or maybe we should just like be finding more NFL teams to hang out with. We don't do either of those things. I was going to say, I don't know if it's about going to a 
you know, relatively random city that we don't have any other reason to go to, or maybe just following a game schedule. Okay, well, let's let's try one of those. <laughs> no, we are that meme. The two delusional girls that are just guessing each other to death. Yeah. Well, I just like don't think we'd be able to function if we didn't. Obviously fucking not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not trying to stop it anytime soon. I'm just saying that's certainly what's happening here. Why are the two of us ending up in Omaha? Because Taylor Swift was kissing a 6'5 guy at midnight. Like, whoa, what a jump. But hey, all right. You want to go to Omaha? You bring an edible on there. All right, fine. We'll bring my dad. Fine. You're killing me. I'll tell you one thing. We had quite the fucking time in Wisconsin, if that's any indicator. Yes. Maybe we should be going back to Wisconsin. The if Packers? I called my dad up right now and said, me and Julie want to go to Omaha, he would say, all right, you want to go to Omaha? Let's go. <laughs> what would we even do in Omaha? You just said Omaha, so I'm going with it. I, I, I'll anywhere. Name me another one. I don't know any other ones. I know New York. <laughs> I know Kansas City. And somehow I came up with Omaha today. Wow. The first time I ever heard it. And the only reason, I have to be honest with you, the only reason I know about Omaha, Nebraska is because Aunt Becky was from there in Full House. San Francisco, mm-hmm. you want to go to San Francisco? Not particularly, actually. <laughs> I'm just naming places now. I'm like, New York is dead. We're going anywhere else. <laughs> anyway, just to just circle back for a second. I really, truly do feel, honestly, that there must be something so Hannah Montana for Taylor Swift about this entire situation. Like she goes from the most unimaginable circumstances one could ever even try to fathom. She's on a world tour selling out stadiums around the fucking globe, having the most I'm sure out of body experiences. And yet on New Year's Eve, she's just in Kansas city with a tall guy, but by the way, a tall podcaster. I think that is so fucking awesome. And can I tell you the way that I'm envisioning it? Like, I don't know. You think it's awesome. (laughs) Your job and your biggest fantasy. (laughs) No, there is something a little bit, I don't know why, but I'm thinking princess diaries about this, you know, when her foot pops and the kiss. Yeah. I just feel like if I had a camera on Taylor Swift's foot as the kiss was happening, I just feel like it was popping. Can I ask you a question that's going to be really interesting? So like, you know, Travis is playing football. I think that ends somewhat soon. I know the Super Bowl is coming up. Taylor leaves for the next leg of her tour. On February 7th, she goes to Tokyo. Do we see Travis completely joining her on tour? I don't know if I'd say he's joining her like Courtney and Travis style, but I certainly think that he's going to be attending some shows on the other side of the world for sure. Wow. That's going to be fun. And by the way, like how fortunate is she that the people that are the closest to her professionally are also the closest to her personally? Like, you know, she has her parents that travel with her, which I'm sure is so comforting when you're constantly on the road, but there is something about having your significant other there. And again, I don't think it's the kind of thing where he's going to be at every single show, but I just think having that person who feels like home when you are so far from your home is very special. I think so too. And I really, I'm calling this prediction. And now I'm going to say, let's call it around April. You and I are going to come on this podcast and we're going to go, oh my God, he's been at every fucking show. Wouldn't surprise me. Every everyone would surprise me because I think he has a lot of things to attend to in the states. But I certainly think it'll be a couple. I think it'll be a large percentage. I feel like makeup in general, and specifically a daily makeup routine, is so personal, and that. 
we've all kind of gotten down to a science, what works for us, what we need before we leave the house, like where do we feel our most comfortable? And for me on a daily basis, I wear really, really minimal makeup. I actually think I feel the most comfortable with the least amount of makeup, but my two Holy Grail products always have been, I think always will be are mascara and lip gloss, maybe a little highlight on the inner corner if I'm feeling crazy. But honestly, whether you are fresh face, full glam, wherever you fall, you have probably seen Thrive Cosmetics viral tubing mascara. It's the one in that turquoise tube that you see all over social media. So Thrive Cosmetics beauty products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, high-performance and trademark formulas, and uncompromising standards. They have a lot of great products, but the one I want to focus on is the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. First of all, it lasts all day without clumping, smudging, or flaking, which I'm telling you right now, I have a zero-tolerance policy for flaking with my mascara. Like, I'm just not trying to put you on my lashes if you're going to flake. And they have a flake-free tubing formula that dramatically lengthens and defines your lashes from root to tip. So it kind of looks like lash extensions without the damaging glue or salon prices. Also super easy removal, slides right off with warm water and a washcloth, no soap required. And it has nourishing ingredients that support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It's just like very much worth the hype. I had seen it a lot. And once I tried it, I was like, oh, okay, this is why I see it everywhere. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com CBC. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 20% off your first order. Okay, so one thing about me, I'm gonna get my food delivered. It kind of just falls under the general umbrella of convenience, which as we know is a core principle of my life. And I've been a DoorDash user for a while now, as I'm sure many of you are, but I specifically wanna talk to you about DashPass because it's kind of really the way you get the most from delivery which as a side note, if you use code CBC24, you can get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for DashPass. But let's zoom in for a second on what DashPass is. Basically, it's the most affordable way to get anything in your area delivered to your door. So it's helping you save money and time with every DoorDash order. And number one, $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on eligible orders. So it makes it really easy to save on groceries, retail items, restaurants, all of your local favorites that deliver on DoorDash. And then this is the thing that really sold me. DashPass pays for itself on average in two orders. So it makes delivery even more worth it. Plus DashPass gives you special access to exclusive promotions, member-only menu items, all for only $9.99 a month. Get more from delivery for less. Sign up for DashPass today only on DoorDash. Use code CBC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for DashPass. Subject to change, terms apply. So in terms of other things that happened on New Year's Eve, as you know from the 2023 recap, Cardi and Offset had apparently broken up. She was actually the one that said on her Instagram Live, like, I've been single for a minute now. And things were apparently pretty rocky. However, they were both in Miami for New Year's Eve. Both were performing at the Fountain Blue Offset at Live Cardi Poolside. And so, you know, people were speculating, are they back together? This really was just them having gigs at the same time. However, Cardi then later said on her live, no, we're not together. We're together when I say we're together, not when you guys think we're together. However, she basically confirmed that they hooked up that night. She was like, I did get dicked down though. (laughs) No, and I was losing it when we were listening to the recording of her saying like, yeah, I saw my baby daddy on New Year's. Like I got dicked down. You guys may be okay with how you spend your New Year's, but like I'm getting dick. Like I was like, you are the absolute best celebrity we have at our disposal. Nobody else, nobody else would do that. 
You know what I mean? Like, forget about, forget about acknowledging the fact that they were in the same place. Forget about acknowledging the rumors. Like there is no celebrity that would be like, we are broken up, but like we did have sex last night. Well, that's the thing. I mean, the way that she talks to us as though you're talking to your friend on FaceTime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And more so, I not even as much brunch, more so FaceTime. Cause like, you're not saying all that shit at brunch. You're sitting at Sedell's. You don't know who's next to you on FaceTime with your friends. You're just going rogue. And she really talks to her fans in that way. I just really appreciate her honesty and find it really refreshing. And I know, listen, people have a lot of questions of like, wait, you're the first one to call out how much of an asshole he is. Why do you then allow yourself to go back with him? Which like, by the way, totally fair question. And also totally like her thing to talk about or not talk about. However, it is a, I would say, universal experience to be on whatever terms with your ex and then also sleep with them purely because you both just want sex and it's comfortable and it's easy. I'm not saying it's the right thing, but it is certainly something people can relate to. And like for her, she literally said on her Instagram live, listen, some of you may be happy with your rose, aka the vibrator, but like not me. I wanted to get dicked down and so I did. And you know what? Anyone who's saying that, I'm not criticizing it. I got not one one thing to say. Because by the way, her response to anybody saying like, if you're saying all of this, why are you like together with him? Like what? Any questions they would raise, her response would be, we're not together. Like we just had sex. Exactly. And we actually always have this conversation when it comes to, you know, celebrities in the early phases of dating, because the second they're seen kissing, there's a million headlines, right? So-and-so in early stages of relationship. And it's like, wait, what if they're literally just hooking up? But like a headline's not going to run hooking up. It always goes straight to dating. And as we've seen celebrities talk about this, sometimes that that reporting, even Kim was talking about this with Pete, like it can make you think something is more serious than it is. And so for Cardi to be like, wait, let me be very clear on something. We in this moment are not back together. However, we factually are having sex. That is a that is a distinction that your average celebrity is not going to call out, even if it's what's going on. They're certainly not going to. Yeah, it's it's honestly it's incredible. Also, I'm going to save this for the Bravo episode because obviously Isabel and I were going so deep on this. But the Mauricio, Kyle, Anita, Rihanna, there was some shit going on in Aspen, and I cannot wait to talk about that. Even you were interested in that. I'm actually always interested in that. I mean, first of all, it's it's Rihanna and Kyle. Like, obviously, I'm going to be interested, but. M, I can't lie to you. And I don't know if there's any other, like, I'm going to say the word parent, like dad, that I would ever have this reaction to. I think I would 99 out of 100 times be so repulsed by it. But I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I was so into Mauricio at Cloud9. I so understand what you mean by that. I didn't know what the end of that sentence was going to be. You're saying spraying the champagne. A shirtless in Aspen spraying champagne. I was just like, yes, Mauricio. Like, I just, I am so into him. And it's the type of thing where, like, if I typically saw somebody his age, a father partying it up in Aspen, I'd be like so turned off. And maybe I probably should be, but like, I was not at all. Well, listen, he's, he's objectively a very attractive guy. I think you have the benefit of not watching this season of Housewives and not saying that he's doing anything that is so terrible by any means, but the vibe that Kyle gives off when discussing their relationship is like general repulsion kind of. And it's certainly, I would say, I don't want to say influences the way that you see him, but for me, at least as a, like a obviously avid Beverly Hills viewer, it does a little something. So you really have fresh eyes and I completely get that for you. 
And by the way, for me, I'm not exempt just because all this shit's going on. I find him, of course, ridiculously attractive, but like specifically for you, I see that. Thank you. I really appreciate that. (laughs) Thank you for supporting my dreams. (laughs) What else do you want to say? Anything else you're trying to add? I think that's it. I'm just excited to see what this year brings us. I cannot wait. I truly cannot wait. We are so lucky to be able to do this. We say this all the time. I know I said this at the end of the year recap, but the same sentiment carries into this year, which is we are overwhelmingly grateful for all of this. And we love you guys. Thanks for being on this ride with us. 